This isn't about me. It's about you. Matt, I like to think this is about both of us. Sure. It's the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. It's the special allergy edition of the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast, featuring all your favorite throat noises, as well as various sniffs and snorts. How's this different from every other version of the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast? Here we go. Hey, hey, baby. Matt, there were two episodes last week. The summer schedule of the Bill Simmons podcast podcast, although at least now we know why, is because Rich Bill was in Hawaii. Yes. Simmons family went to Hawaii for the last uh, six days. The first episode of the week was the A-Rod problem with Jacko and then with Sixers owner Michael Rubin. That was one hour, 53 minutes and one second. The first thing Bill does at the start of the first podcast of the week is call the Bill Simmons podcast the BS podcast. Yes. Today's episode of the BS podcast. Wrong name. He then gets the allergy edition of the podcast into full swing at one minute, 50 seconds in by making these noises. 99 as well as uh, a whole bunch of pieces. Um, at 206, a swallow. There's some good rap hip hop stuff as well. Now, Pearl Jam starts at 2.30. I would like to point out this. When you were recording an intro by yourself mm-hmm. in a studio, yes. you have the opportunity to do a couple things. One is to edit out the swallows and sniffs. I agree. Or to do another take. Bill chooses not to. Not interested. At 2.49, Bill brags about going to Hawaii. Matt, you may recall in June, June 18th, when Rich Bill was talking with his rich friend, Kevin Hench. Yes. Oh, the Patriots guy. And Hench began bragging about going to Hawaii. We'd never been to Hawaii. We went on vacation to Kauai. Helicopter ride. That has to be experienced by helicopter. I wonder if that $1,200, 45-minute helicopter ride with Hench and his family. So it's $1,200 for 45 minutes. Spurred. Bill Simmons to go to Hawaii with it had family. to be it had to be that he said hench you will not vacation shame me I will also go to Hawaii at four minutes and 18 seconds Bill Simmons is talking about the trade deadline and he says and now it still means something but I don't feel like it, it has the same fervor that it used to uh engender I'm guessing maybe he was trying to say that it doesn't engender the same fervor he said it backwards and he definitely said in space gender. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, the ladies are not as concerned about the trade deadline as the gentlemen are. In addition to being the allergy episode, this is one of the best episodes that I can remember for Joe Bluth nominees. So should 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 the first at 933. Well, if you look at I will point out that scientists do give formulas. Yeah, we're like scientists like giving our formulas. At 13 minutes and two seconds, the second Joe Bluth nominee of the week. But blah, blah, blah. And people are like, oh, he's, wait, what, why doesn't he want to? He should care more about coming back. Seven minutes later, at 20 minutes and 11 seconds, the third Joe Bluth nominee of the week. Hey, you were, you, you, you must remember that. Bill's animosity toward A-Rod in the announcing booth for Sunday Night Baseball was really something to listen to. It's not a great booth. I, I will give him that. And he was so irritated that he said, what the fuck? Several different times <laughs> during that podcast. I wonder if Mark Marin is getting residuals. Hey, what the fuck are the Mets doing? What the fuck is going on? And I'm like, what the fuck? But at 22 minutes and 50 seconds, he's allowed his irritation with A-Rod, former Yankee, as well as the broadcaster, to boil over to A-Rod the person. And he criticizes A-Rod's response to the birthday cake 
which may have been fake, but I don't know that you need to call it this. They have to do this fake false thing. Because calling something a fake false thing, <laughs> technically is a double negative, means real thing. Around the same time, Bill neglects to congratulate ESPN on their uh, ability to see the future and record it because he notes that they had video of A-Rod's 50th birthday party. And they had video of A-Rod's 50th birthday party. Chris, A-Rod is 44. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see that birthday because what do you think What do you think jeans look like six years from now? <laughs> Probably pretty cool. I mean, maybe like stretchier. At 29 minutes and 26 seconds, Bill reads, once again, an ad for Grand Theft Auto Online and continues to call Triad this. Property owner in Triad, party boy, Tao Chang. I don't know if it's a commercial for deciduous conifer <laughs> plants, but it really sounds like he's reading for a triad. All right. He read it one time. Obviously, nobody bothers to listen to this shit and check to see if it's right. Right. Or tell him. How does it keep happening? Like, how has somebody not been, like, let's assume that some that, of these Like other... Rockstar. They're, they're like, yes, hey, did you well, listen to the ad read from Bill Simmons? Well, we paid enough money for it. Yeah, we should listen to it. Yeah. How'd it sound? Triad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't think that's right. Don't you think that the Shea Serranos and the Ryan Rosillos and the Joe Houses of the world are listening to this podcast and are like, he said it again. Like, yeah. all right, it clearly wasn't a mistake. He thinks that's how you say triad. Triad. Somebody needs to fucking tell Bill Simmons how to say it. No, nobody bothers. There must be a culture of we don't tell Bill that he fucks up at the ringer. There's no other explanation for this. There can't be that many lazy employees in one place. Matt, there is a culture on the Bill Simmons podcast podcast of telling Bill when he fucks up. Bill, you fucked up. 30 minutes into the, uh, uh, into the pod, uh, during the same Grand Theft Auto ad, Bill Simmons swallows. <laughs> well, now, at Rockstar Games. During the moneymaker. 36 minutes and 22 seconds, a double snort. Interesting resume for a president, <laughs> but... <laughs> and six minutes later, another snort. <laughs> Matt, you think it's delicious? Yes. Let's look at the other things that Bill Simmons thought were delicious during the past week. Mm, like, mm, like he was a... At around 43 minutes, Bill Simmons says, You know, Conspiracy Bill loves a good conspiracy. It would be kind of hard to explain if Conspiracy Bill didn't love conspiracies. It would be weird. I wonder if there's a conspiracy to name him <laughs> Conspiracy Bill. At 47 minutes and 52 seconds, I was shocked that Bill couldn't remember what state Bob Kraft had gotten his rocks off. Yes. Of. And where was that, Kyle? Florida, right? It was Florida? Like, uh, Jupiter, yeah. Jupiter, Florida? Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, if he couldn't remember that it was Orchids of Asia, that makes sense. But the fact that he couldn't remember it was in the state of Florida? Because then he had to fly from the state of Florida to wherever the AFC championship game was? Yeah. That makes no sense to me. Is it possible that Bill is in, like trying to make it seem like not a big deal? Uh, well, then he goes on to defend it for at yeah. least another minute because at 48-12, he says, oh, Bob Kraft is old. Give him a break. Although I think what he says is, give it a break. <laughs> Possibly he means it the topic. But then he goes on to say, after saying he's old, give it a break. He's a widow. God, he's old. Give it a break. Come on. He's a widow. Bob Kraft seems to be like the kind of man who has a penis. So that means that if his, that kind of man, huh? One of those. If his spouse died, he would probably be a widower. Yes. Not a widow, which is restricted only to. Uh, the female of the species. Why is it that because he is an old man whose wife is no longer around, that makes it okay to resort to prostitution? <laughs> Bob Kraft is rich. I'm sure that there are some women in the world 
who would be willing to have sex with Bob Kraft and not be directly, like, just for a straight-up exchange of cash. The second guest of the week was Michael Rubin, who owns the Sixers, in part. Minority owner. But roots against the Eagles. Yeah, this is bullshit. Fascinating so for the, the Pats. Hey, look, look, I mean, look, to me, you know, if I, you know. I'm not sure where Michael Rubin is actually from, like where he was born. He mentioned during the podcast being uh, neighbors with Ed Snyder, who owned the Sixers and the Flyers, and I think is from Philadelphia. Makes me think Michael Rubin lived in the Philadelphia area which would make this even more egregious. It's traitorous. I can't believe the sports czar is able to allow this type of sports splitting. The guy is definitely an Eagles fan, and he's only rooting for the Patriots because he's friends with famous widow Bob Kraft. And he, that means he's rooting against his hometown team. Well, I do think it must really suck for uh, Mr. Rubin to have rooted for his mentor's team, only to have that team get their asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bill, notoriously, at least in the mind of Matt, anti-Philadelphia. Yes. When given the opportunity 58 minutes and 28 seconds in to decry Philadelphia, just says this. Philly is an incredible sports market. It's it's yeah. absolutely without question. I don't think he can deny it. That, that's like an unassailable fact. Even Bill, who can deny almost any truth, still forced to acknowledge this. 59 minutes and seven seconds into the pod, Ruben is talking about how He's not really thinking about values. I'm not sitting here thinking about values. I mean, immediately after he says this, I bought Fanatics in 2011 back from eBay. It was a $250 million company. It's going to be over $3 billion in revenue next year. Ruben does want you to know that uh, it's Nike, Adidas, Fanatics. Maybe Under Armour on a slow day. <laughs> Bill does note at 110.44 that being part owner in a team would make it either. It just makes the whole process either. To become the principal owner. <laughs> Matt, do you know what continuity means? I do. Do you think that when Bill explains his idea about team continuity, he's being totally redundant here at 115.29? Basketball depends at least a little bit on the continuity of the guys together. <laughs> I'm not sure, Matt, that you can have continuity without having guys together. Separate continuity. It, is it like an old uh, Plessy versus Ferguson-esque? <laughs> Separate but continuous. At 118.20, a weird, irritating trend, and I think it's only on this podcast, but there's this weird background noise, and it's not the only time this noise occurs. Major market, you have a huge... You can hear it here at 124.50. And you win that first one. You're spending at least somewhere, depending how much money... You can hear it here at 129.21. All right, I get all that, but why can't I buy... At a 135.04... Get them? Yeah. And at 141.54. Amazon pop-up stores, like they have a couple. And at 143.49. Nobody's. Did you say there was this? Matt, I listened to this actually several times. I think Ruben is drinking from a plastic water bottle. And what confounds me is this. I can hear it. And I heard it at least, what, five times? Mm -hmm. It's audible over his mic, which means anyone in the room can hear it. Yes. And probably all the people who were in the room have headphones on. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, engineer, producer, editor, Kyle Crichton. And no one says anything like, we're really picking up the water bottle on the mic. Yeah. Or, hey, instead of having a water bottle, how about you just have a cup? <laughs> or, 
hey, can we say that one more time? Or anything. They just let this persist. And then it's never mentioned. It's so distracting. And it is so fucking unprofessional. This is the whole reason I do the Bill Simmons podcast <laughs> podcast. It doesn't have anything to do with his logical takes or his unreasonableness or his contradictions. I'll leave that to you. You're smarter than I am. But this just lack of professionalism from an audio medium standpoint, it's just fucking baffling. The swallows, the snorts, the sniffs, and then this just random background <laughs> the noise. Last, the last week when... Kevin Costner just stopped being mic'd. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> At 12239, Bill attempts to compare humans to skyscrapers. They're like a skyscraper, you know, and you and the more weight you add, the more stuff it, it could screw it up. And I can understand how some people are taller than people and some buildings are taller than people. What does that have to do with their weight? <laughs> I've never really heard people talking about the weight of a building. His bills thought that if a skyscraper if a skyscraper is too heavy heavy at the top, uh it will collapse upon itself. Who knows? It doesn't make any sense. He loves to get lost in the middle of an analogy and then just decide he's going to talk his way out and then doesn't. Bill Simmons, opinionist, comma, architect. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what you think about this. At 124.34, Ruben is touting fanatics as making a lot of business when teams from cities that haven't won a lot of championships win one. And he points out that St. Louis hadn't won a championship. And he says the market. Yeah. That market had, you know, St. Louis hadn't won a championship. Right. It was the first championship. Except for the fact that the Rams have won a championship in NFL. And the Cardinals have won at least one, maybe two. The Cardinals won in like 2012 or 2009. They've won, I mean, I guess it depends on, for Bill, anything other than last year, not recent. Exaggerated for Uh, effect. Yes, but, uh, yeah, I think the city of St. Louis has definitely had some what I would say are recent championships. At 125.09, the fourth Joe Bluth nominee of the week. I was just like, what is And at 148.25, Bill ends the podcast, at least from my perspective, with this. When he clears his throat into the microphone. Jay, socially, you know. Ahem. We'll be back after this. Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Matt, the second podcast of the week was Chuck Klosterman and only Chuck Klosterman for one hour, 55 minutes, and 44 seconds. Bill, in the beginning of this podcast, the intro, he literally opens with an ad, tries to explain what him and Klosterman talked about, cannot recall. Here's the difference between working hard and working smart. Area 51, Freddie Mercury, Pete Buttigieg. What's that documentary called? I Love You. Now Die. I Love You, Now Die. Kyle, what did we talk about? Yeah, I also (laughs) like the fact that he says three or four things and then says, that is just one of the things. (laughs) Just one of the many things we're covering on today's podcast with Chuck Klosterman because we worked hard and we worked smart. We did an outline for this one. Not just one, (laughs) several. At 1228, Bill says this. Do you get it? They gave gave you their time. You're going to give them. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Bill is determined to finish this sentence. Listen <laughs> to him try. Though. <laughs> that at the end, doesn't matter who gave who what, he definitely gives up. 
Bill outs himself as a huge aficionado of the magical arts. There's there's kind of no putting the, what is it, the rabbit back in the box? What is that? I'm not sure what kind of magician he has seen, but I don't get the impression that most magicians are pulling rabbits out of boxes. Well, even if they are, Bill says there's no putting it back. What's that phrase? Pull oh, the horse back in the, the barn. The horse back in the, the barn, barn, whatever. Like yeah. Polterman does not say pull the rabbit out of the hat. Right. He just gives other similar analogies. Yes. What he doesn't point out is what Bill said is not an idiom or analogy of any kind. No, it's, it's just, just a thing he made up. Right. Yeah. Also, he just botched I, it. Bill once again manages to raise from the dead the fact that he was suspended from ESPN years ago because he had the temerity, the gall, to criticize Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. Bill argues that the problem was, according to his ESPN overlords, that he didn't hang Goodell with the facts. Yes. Because they were like, if you're going to hang this guy, hang him with facts. So then he decided to do a podcast where he painstakingly hangs Goodell by the facts. We spent, we did like a 70 minute podcast, just like painstakingly doing all the facts to just, to just, be like, all right, if you want me to hang him with facts, I'm happy to do that. What does this mean? <laughs> I mean, the whole issue here was Ray Rice was suspended for domestic violence. And then the video gets out of the actual domestic violence and he's resuspended for the same action. And I think that Bill's beef with it at the time was that Goodell hands down the suspension. Then the video gets leaked and the public is alarmed and then they resuspend him. And I think what Goodell said at the time was either they hadn't seen the video or they weren't aware of all these facts. And that's why this second uh, suspension was justified and that Ray Rice had basically lied or misled them about how serious it was. The problem is Bill says, I want to hang him with the facts. I didn't hang him with the facts. I thought as long as I I stuck with the facts. I'm not sure this is a provable fact. Like, I don't know that anybody, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know that anybody has ever come out and said, here is some demonstrable evidence that Roger Goodell knew about this. It sounds to me like Klosterman is defending Bill because he's saying that Bill was daring the NFL yeah. to come after him, which contextually makes no sense. Yes. When you said, I challenged someone to call me on yeah. this. Now you say that you were talking about the NFL. And logically makes no sense because the NFL has no power over Bill Simmons. The thing is, when you listen to this, in its entirety, it doesn't sound like that at all. No. It just sounds like he's saying to ESPN, do something about it. And so they did. Yeah. And when given the opportunity to say, no, no, Chuck Closerman, I was actually saying ESPN, do something about it. But listening to it, it almost seemed like you were saying it to ESPN. And if you run ESPN... Remain silent. He has the opportunity to correct a record and he doesn't. So now he wants us to think that he was daring the NFL to do something about it. Just a bunch of bullshit, man. Bill Simmons is a podcasting pioneer, but there's one thing that's not in his resume, and that's the biggest podcast of all time. First of all, it would have been the biggest podcast of all time until that point. He had it in the palm of his hand, and ESPN, those bastards, snatched it away. They did. Bill, who no longer works for ESPN. Speaking of ESPN. But still trades heavily on his ESPN time. Continues to speak about ESPN 34 minutes in when he talks about what a slow week it was. Stuff. And then you have the dead times. And then he says it's been slow for the ringer and some other websites. Who? <laughs> the other cultural and sports <laughs> and maybe also tech websites. But 3450, Bill managed to slide in the conversation the fact that he, a rich man, has recently been in Hawaii. And I was oh, in, you're in Hawaii. Yeah, I was in right. Hawaii. And again. Now he somehow manages to jump from the Hawaii section 
to a discussion about when things are slow, the media covers whatever's available. Maritime analogy. <laughs> We're like a shark swimming around eating fish. And it's like, ah, there's no fish in here. I guess I'll just eat this license plate. First of all, I'm not aware that sharks are trash eaters. Maybe they are. Sharks long known as the goat of the sea. <laughs> but second of all, is this something that he's expecting everyone to just be nodding their heads to? Like, oh, right, right. Of course, the old shark eating trash where there's no other fish to eat. He then goes on to say that some podcasts led with it, meaning some podcasts led with LeBron James dunking at his kids' AAU yes. thing. Now, my personal opinion is I don't really care unless he's on the court during a game, yeah, which would be irritating and disruptive. But otherwise, who cares? What podcasts? Is Other just, ones. Yeah, right? <laughs> Give us an example. Like who? Associated with the websites. At 37.19, he talks about going to games for his niecey. Or nephew? <laughs> Niece or nephew's game or their... Do people just call their nieces nieces? Or is this a weird <laughs> thing? Yeah. I've never heard it. Okay. In a semi-parent corner moment, Chuck is talking about one of the things that makes him most proud of his kid, and it's seeing his kid succeed. And then Bill makes a joke and says this at 4240. Doing taekwondo <laughs> and the constructor or whatever's going on. <laughs> the constructor. <laughs> what is he talking about? Doing... <laughs> The only thing I can think of is... Instructor, maybe? It's got to be instructor. Yeah. But the only thing that could possibly be a constructor is from Transformers. <laughs> at 49.20, Colsterman, in really an epic moment, or at least a moment that we hear all too infrequently, gives Bill a hard time for bragging about knowing rich people. Bill has this in response. That's it why it's a great story. Listen, this is yeah. the shit that happens when you're in LA, but... <laughs> Bill Simmons podcast, podcast listeners. If you are out there Thank and, you, you, sir. and you live in L.A., please tell us how many rich people you know. Yeah, how many rich people go to your kids' basketball yes. games or uh, are the commissioner of your kids' baseball yeah, league? this is total bullshit. Bill is not meeting all these rich people by nature of being in L.A. He's meeting them by nature of being in the same rich circles yes, as they are. Yes, It's not like he bumps into them in Ralph's. Right. Klosterman came up as a music guy, which is why I don't understand how at one hour, two minutes, and nine seconds, Bill says his son has been playing the famous Cream song, Sunshine of Your Life. Playing Sunshine of Your Life by Cream. And, That's and a hard song to play. It is Sunshine of Your Love. Yes. Klosterman is impressed that Bill's son, Ben, is playing a non-existent Cream song, <laughs> doesn't check him, and doesn't correct him. It's Sunshine of Your Love. I it's an, it's an Eric Clapton song, Matt. Yeah. This is like a famous thing. Yes. At 59.50, Bill says, the summer of 69 was one of the most iconic summers we've ever had. <laughs> First, who is we? Yeah. Humans? Uh-huh. Second. All of us. Is Bill comparing the summer of 69, because it's one of the most iconic we've ever had as human beings, to say the summer of 343 A.D.? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't or... remember any good Peace, Love, and Music <laughs> concerts in 343, but who knows? Yeah. What the f***? What does this mean? It's like a platitude. He also definitely <laughs> only means white Americans. Yes. No question. At 102.48, noted music fan talks about this album. <laughs> Steve Miller, Greatest Hits Band. You know, like the Steve Miller Greatest Hits Band. At I do like Steve Miller. And I do like the Steve Miller Band. And I think if it came like to a local casino or county fair... <laughs> I would like to listen to the Steve Miller Greatest Hits Band because they would only play the greatest hits of the Steve Miller Band. 
<laughs> but I'm not sure I'd buy their album. I, I'm certain I wouldn't buy their T-shirt. The name of the album is Steve Miller Greatest Hits Band, right? <laughs> no, or is, no, it's it would Steve be like Miller, Fly the Like an Eagle. Band. <laughs> yeah, you know, Fly Like an Eagle again by the street <laughs> by the Steve Miller Greatest Hits Band at 105.21. Bill points out that his kids are dumb and they love the movie, which is hilarious. I think they were probably the IQ level of of the audience for that movie. <laughs> his kids are dumb, and also bass prodigies. Also, he thinks Elton John is better than Queen? Yeah, that's nuts. Come on, get out of here. (laughs) Crocodile rock? (laughs) Bill says Queen only had five or six memorable songs. I wonder how many songs would be on Queen Greatest Hits Band. (laughs) Here's the thing. Bill is, uh, Klosterman points points something out that I think Bill is like sort of falling into the trap of. What Klosterman says is the Queen songs that people know and love are really a testament to the longevity of pop music right. because those are essentially the poppy and the radio friendly songs. And those are the only ones Bill knows. I guarantee you, again, I, I try not to talk in absolutes, Chris. I don't think Bill has listened to the entire Queen catalog. I just don't think it has happened. Have you, Matt? <laughs> no, but I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> At one seventeen forty three, these two gentlemen, adults, talk about the idea of storming Area 51. <laughs> and Bill said... It's like a more relatable Pizzagate. This is Pizzagate, but like a more relatable Pizzagate. <laughs> Pizzagate, if I remember correctly, was the idea that somehow the Clintons were involved yes. with a pizza restaurant. Yes. And there would be some kind of weird child molestation yes. going on in the basement. <laughs> and so then somebody shows up with a gun yes. to the restaurant to try to take down this pedophile ring. I think almost anything is more relatable <laughs> than Pizzagate. At 121.53. Yes. I'm ready to talk about this, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) While we're on the subject of conspiracies, Bill has some thoughts about what he would do immediately upon becoming president of the United States. Bill says that upon becoming president, he would want all the classified files about the Kennedy assassination that aren't due to be released until like 2025 or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And also he wants all the unedited original footage of the moon landing. Just the actual video of uh, of the first five moon missions. I just want to look at it. Just, just give me give me a gander. Someone check it out. I want to see the unedited. Not the director's cut. Chris. Yes. Is Bill Simmons a moon landing truther? Well, he actually, to be more specific, says he wants to see the video from the first five. You know how many times we actually <laughs> went to the moon? Six. That's right, six. He's not a moon landing truther. <laughs> He's only the first five. He's like, I think there's a chance that Kubrick, the first five (laughs) times we went to the moon, may have had something to do with manufacturing that. It never actually occurred in real life or on another planet, and it only occurred in a... But number six, (laughs) number six I bought. This is so bizarre because... So he talks about the Kennedy assassination at Area 51. Area 51 is kind of like crazy out there. But the Kennedy assassination, I think there are reasonable people who think there's something weird about that. Yeah, some unanswered questions. Yeah, only crazy people, Chris, think that we didn't actually land on the moon. <laughs> yes. What the f- Bill? Would Bill also like all the official maps so he can be sure that the world is not flat? Yeah, right. Or maybe fly all the way around it just to see if he falls off yes. halfway through. Or maybe he just figures he'll fly five, six of the way around it and just like, okay, fine. Europe, I'll give you Europe is round. At 126.01, while still talking about aliens, <laughs> Bill points out that most of the alien visitations seem like they happen in Russia and these other countries 
that aren't here. But they always seem to be happening in Russia and <laughs> these countries that aren't here. <laughs> I also, Where are they? Where'd those countries go? I also like, <laughs> Bill has this great theory that aliens and UFOs can't be real because UFOs and aliens were, it was always like, oh, somebody couldn't get their camera out in time, but I saw it. And if it were true that aliens and UFOs were appearing so frequently, you would expect an uptick in videos and actual uh, recordings because now everybody has a cell phone. Closerman points out there actually is an uptick. <laughs> Bill, I have this theory. Closerman, data says you're incorrect. <laughs> Bill, fine. Yeah, and then, of course, I'll take the famous Chris perspective on it, which is that he always says videotape. <laughs> But nobody is actually using videotape on their phones. They are making video recordings, yes. but they are not using tape. It's so hyper-technical. <laughs> My pettiness knows no bottom. At 127.55, what sounds like an authentic real-life spit take. And I got to give whoever this is a lot of credit, because you don't really hear that these days. He had never uh, been able to grow a beard. <laughs> And if there was a real live spit take, cheers. <laughs> At 129.20, another ad for Mizzen in Maine, which Matt points out, if you go to .comfortable.af on your browser, on your desktop or laptop, it goes nowhere. Yeah. Bill also says he hates all his dress shirts, which means the ones that he was getting from Proper Cloth yeah. when they were sponsoring him, <laughs> yes. now hates. He again reads the idea that when it's hot out and you're wearing a dress shirt, you become a sponge. <laughs> Which to me means that must be in the copy from Mizzen in Maine. Yeah, it must Which be. means Mizzen in Maine thinks this is clever <laughs> to say your body turns into a sponge when really it's your clothing yes. that turns into a sponge. He botches dry cleaner pronunciation. Wash them at home without paying the dry cleaner. But he now recognizes wicking is a verb. He does not <laughs> have to double check that. It. The whole thing was a disaster. Yes. I'm disappointed. I think that the dot comfortable dot AF is also in the ad copy because... He says that he said that oh, yeah. on more than one occasion. You're right. At 149.33, while discussing that documentary about that gal who's texting her boyfriend and telling him to kill himself and then he yes. kills himself, Bill continues to talk about his theory that really she was guilty by insanity. Yes. Guilty by insanity. I don't know what happened to guilty by insanity, but she seemed like that should have been the verdict. Matt, this is not a legal concept in America. No. Also, the best part about it is Bill flummoxed. As to how could attor her attorneys not have raised this argument? <laughs> well, Bill, don't you think if it had been a legitimate argument, they would have fucking raised it? Yes. I think the correct assertion is, oh, it didn't apply in this case. Right. Also, and it's not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> could be not guilty by reason of insanity or could be guilty but mentally ill, at least in the state where we live. <laughs> but guilty by insanity? Yes. Bill talks about how the girl in the documentary was convinced that she was a Glee character. Yeah. She was basically convinced she was one of the characters from Glee. Klosterman says, no, she, and he says, this is a difference. I think what she actually is, is she longed for the life yeah. of that Glee character. I think she longed to have the life that she saw on a television show. All right. Bill says, same thing. And same thing. Yes. No, Bill, they're not the same thing. Yeah. Do you think that Klosterman was like, and he was very dismissive of it too. He was like, yeah, same thing. I mean, do you think that Klosterman was like, what did you say, Bill? No, 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 hold on. Let me tell you uh, the same thing in different words. What would be the point of that? Which maybe explains Bill's insistence 
that there should have been an insanity defense. Because maybe if she did actually think she was a television show character, that could rise to the level of legal insanity. Is Bill's whole point that she should be guilty by insanity because he just didn't pay enough attention to this show? Yes, I think so. (laughs) The show is over. I agree. Have a nice day, Matt. Secrets. Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Have you ever worn those jeans? Yeah, keep going. Have you ever worn those jeans that are like, uh, they're basically like sweatpants, but they look like jeans? Uh, no. Very, very comfortable. Do you own some? Yeah. They're from like American <laughs> Eagle or something like that, but it's like the material uh-huh. is just very stretchy. And it has like a jeans pattern on them. It, I, I mean, it even feels like jeans, except that, I don't know. Where I don't do know you wear these? Them. Do you wear these out of the house? Yeah. To they wear? look like jeans. They, they're very tight. Uh, they're not that tight. Wow. <laughs> Want to talk about disdain?